Hello internet and welcome to 64th episode of the Deep Fried Neurons podcast. Maybe 63, I've lost count at this point. I'm not even kidding. Uh, it's been a week since I recorded the episode and um, it took me another week to just get to recording the intro. Not because I'm lazy, like lazy or uh, actually that's that's it, I'm lazy. I've had very little work this week and I still haven't managed to put the episode out. But the good thing is we didn't manage to get our goal of four episodes a week, I think. Four episodes a month, I mean, uh, which will continue to keep happening. I just can't promise regular uploads. I will try to upload another episode this week by itself. If not, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but till then, um, also Yashasvi is on this podcast, uh, mostly because he happened to be in the proximity and we were having fun and I thought we should try his uh, setup out, whatever. And uh, that's that. Let's just cue the fucking... Hello, internet. And uh, a car literally passed by as I started this podcast. I'm not even... And he had the audacity of honking. <laughs> Um, in case you're curious who I'm talking to, Yashasvi is here. Hello, everyone. Yeah, Yashasvi from Bad and Bollywood. I'm also listeners. here. They were literally on the last podcast. We were, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because life is the way it is. Anush, can I talk to you about the diversity you bring to your podcast? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just me and Karan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to be back. Thank you for having me. Mm. I mean, you my boy. I guess. Thanks, man. Yeah. Is that too intimate for the podcast? Maybe a little bit, you know. Yeah, I think we're going public with our relationship too oh soon. Oh my God. <laughs> what was just once a go-offling has now become full-blown public. People are going to throw stones at our houses. You know how it goes. Yeah. Everybody knows where he lives as well. That's true. You know, I kind of triangulated my location very well for these mm. guys. Moving on. Yeah. Thank Karan. Yeah. And Thanks. yourself. I always thank myself. <laughs> Uh, well, I say hi to my mom. Hi, auntie. No yeah. swear words, promise. Amazing. Um, so the reason Yashasvi is here is one, because I happen to be at his house. What's up? Yeah. Two, because, well, I'm really bored of doing the podcast by myself. <laughs> I'm here to give my uh, Vishesh Tipni, you know, very interesting inputs that I have. Mm -hmm. You know, only 34% of my audience is Indian. Oh, shit. <laughs> but Vishesh Tipni is good epic Vishesh energy just google it man yeah <laughs> Vishesh Tipni is like a strong comment a unique kind of you know unique to me yeah important comments yeah yeah important comments is in two minutes into the podcast all we're doing is banter amazing yeah yeah you can just edit it in post you know <laughs> anyway um anyway so today's topic that I really wanted to uh touch upon is uh, truth and the concept of wall of perception with truth i mean i'm pretty sure everybody's caught on by now if you've been listening to the podcast for a while that i'm a little obsessed just a little obsessed with the uh, the concept of the wall of perception mm -hmm. and uh, how your understanding of everything that happens around you is sort of limited by that wall okay there's only a few holes of sensation was there a particular incident that uh, sparked this interest? 
Um, I think the Vsauce video did it for me. Okay. Like that that was that was the entry into the rabbit hole and, and it's been a free fall since. You also mentioned that uh, the Nazi fellow. Eichmann? No, Karl Schmidt. Oh, Karl Schmidt is a he's a different like trip altogether. Okay. We'll I want to get him to into him much later. He's not related to solipsism. Okay, fair. Yeah, so the reason I bring up the wall of perception first is because that's my um primary uh, setup of the premises. Okay. Um so <clears throat> Yasha see I'm going to make a controversial statement. Okay. And I'm going to ask you your opinion on this. As always I'm going to give my complete unbiased and very politically correct opinions. Mm-hmm. Truth exists outside your perception. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> that that's your controversial perception. I mean Scientologists might be offended. True. So you're you're trying to tell me there's an absolute truth? It there definitely is an absolute truth. Okay. And that exists independent of my perception of it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I mean that's how I see it anyway. Hmm. But and that stays completely out of reach. Is that more important or less important would you say to relative truth? I would say it is more important. Mhm. But then again the question remains what it means to be important. Yeah, cuz I think a lot of the times weightage is given to general consensus. Interesting that you bring that up mm-hmm. because if you're if the objective truth is completely out of your perception anyway, mhm. then how do you even come to what you re- call resembling the truth or a perception of the truth? I think when relative truth and the absolute truth kind of overlap mhm like if i think of a venn diagram yeah yeah so greater the overlapping area the more close you are to the truth i guess yeah and i think we can also simplify it with a few examples like i mean a certain chain of events occurred a certain way and then people who perceive that event perceived it in different ways i mean you can pick up everyday examples for that too as well true the uh, the segue that i wanted to take in here was uh, the three characteristics of truth okay and we've talked about this over we have yeah like mm-hmm. multiple conversations um there's so break it down for us give us a three yeah um there's consistency okay commonality and the last one as you mentioned consensus yeah so consistency is how often have i seen a phenomenon or sensed a phenomenon in my in my periphery happen commonality is how what does it have in common with the other phenomenon that i've seen in my periphery to happen and consensus is how many other people are reporting the same thing okay and even the scientific method is based on these three principles so do all three criteria have to be fulfilled in order to you know manipulate the truth if you were to yeah definitely okay like for example that entire uh, stalin stick Mhm where he used to erase people out of history basically yeah yeah and he used to jail people and make sure those people never existed in the first place that's so, how you manu- like manipulate truth manipulating the facts yeah exactly okay and i mean the other example is uh, uh, our favorite topic to bond over mm-hmm. complaining about the church oh religions <laughs> a whole different ball game yeah i'm going to ruffle a few feathers if i get into <laughs> Well, this podcast all about ruffling feathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think religion is one of those uh, organizations or institutions 
apart from the government of course which uh, you know really work with like they play jump rope with the truth yeah yeah for sure and uh, i think the blind faith that some people do have in institutions like this kind of affects the way truth is perceived or like how they manage to ignore what is actually true no it it's actually much worse than that in my eyes mm-hmm. i feel like uh, these institutions happen to have monopoly over the truth yeah right like for example the 16- is it monopoly in masses or is it monopoly in like who has a moral superiority or who who would you rather listen to both okay both and uh, the last sentence that you said who would you rather listen who would to you ra- yeah okay. since it's an institution that predates human history mm-hmm. and to a person who's not seen anything better it would seem that an institution that has predated me already and already has consensus of everybody and kind of derives its power from divine justice exactly it it derives its entire credibility from a lie okay yeah so that uh, they what, what's the what's the one of the three which they manipulate the most according to you M- manipulate the most or acquire the most acquire yeah basically that consensus consensus without a doubt consensus is the easiest one to manufacture so once you have the pow- power over the masses you can kind of override Exactly. Okay. There's a reason why you see like every religious institution that's been oppressive has been very closely linked with the king at the time mm-hmm. or like, at least one ruler. Even Islam didn't become like the big thing until like a ruler was interested in it. Even during the Holy Roman Empire, I think when the Catholic Church named like what six different kings? Yeah, six different uh, empire emperors of the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah. So basically they were trying to maintain that monopoly that they had the stronghold. Mhm. Definitely. So once you have the masses, so basically you need only one of the three three in order to kind of manipulate everything in your favor. Mm, I wouldn't say so, but one is uh, that's the one you need to muddle the waters. Is it general hysteria that kind of brings this about or is it uh, you know people just have that kind of faith in the thing? because there there's been instances where people witness miracles you know mass hysteria kind of things mm-hmm. and there's hundreds if not thousands of people who kind of claim to have witnessed the same thing happening even though it's it probably didn't so is it a calmly well thought out rational like rational decision on their part or is it just something that they don't want to be a part, like counter to what's happening that's my laptop if everybody's listening in if you can really hear oh the jet engine yeah the jet engine started um anyway what were you saying again i'm sorry the point is do people mostly refuse to see the facts or will they disagree with they don't want to disagree with everyone else basically so they go along with what everyone's saying yeah complacency yeah for confirmation bias basically that and like there's this very funny thing that we studied in our psychology class it's mm-hmm. called uh, um well not confirmation bias it's called cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. yeah about that yeah so the way individuals are shaped is pretty easy they collect life uh, like examples from real life and they collect information from credible sources okay and credible sources of course the primary ones is your parents which i would say about 70% of the time can go horribly wrong <laughs> because parenting is a very imperfect it brings science. up like an interesting point like in the age of information when everything is so easily you know available to everyone mm-hmm. how would you go about manipulating the truth 
um it's very easy you break down the factors that they already have yeah because a, it should show a general decline the trend in mm-hmm. being able to manipulate facts because you have these tools available to you but if anything it's rising yeah with people being able to do more and more damage with the by you know changing these factors so the the biggest attack of like in the information age on the on the parameters of truth mm-hmm. would be consistency okay so uh the one thing that people read about now and something that actually Stephen West did a really good podcast on is a uh, uh what aboutism yeah right so now that you don't have consensus with somebody that they have their own people who have a different consensus you have your own people who have different consensus you try to break each other's consistency by um like bringing about that one instance which goes against the time yeah what about that one time that one thing happened exactly kind of like that also uh, kind of a segue but an interesting thing is how ufo sightings in the 70s and 80s compared mm-hmm. to ufo sightings now so you could manipulate one of them by saying you know it's inconsistent with what you know mhm but you have no way to disprove it otherwise mhm so how how do you go about tackling issues like that when faced with what is obviously like a mistruth that's a loaded question yeah. to be honest and i don't really have the answer yeah you if you can't disprove what someone's saying they think that they've won the argument and that's that 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 kind of stronghold that they have over that that sword they have hanging over your head is that you can't disprove this possibly mhm no matter how much you try and that's and they th- they count that as a victory yeah that's the thing with a lot of religious people as well yeah. right like i mean i can't with by like i can't say that so and so didn't rise from the dead after 3 days mhm i can't say with uh, conviction that that didn't happen you know i can't disprove anything that they're saying i can find inconsistencies in the story i mean the bible is rife with inconsistencies mhm but nothing you say is kind of going to sway them yeah yeah um Interestingly I've done a podcast about this before and I mm-hmm. if you're a regular listener I really apologize that if this is coming off repetitive yeah I apologize as well yeah uh, it's called solipsism mm-hmm. so if you weren't there how do you say that it's true yeah if I shot my pants in the woods and no one was there to see it and laugh at me did it actually happen exactly did I actually walk back to the campsite with my pants full of shit did this happen thanks yeah chasti that was a uh, graphic story yeah. back to the point <laughs> <coughs> keeping it light with uh, religion and shitting yourself you know mhm there's a there's a lot of parallels you can draw there yeah yeah for sure it feels good and uh gives you warmth it kind of smells and everyone else around you gets pretty pissed off are you talking about shitting your pants or having cognitive dissonance religion ah fair <laughs> um you know interestingly the theory that you're citing like the way that thought process works mhm um there is no actual disproof to that to this theory and mockingly this theory is theory is called last tuesday hypothesis something like that and what it basically entails is that you can't prove that the universe was not formed last tuesday oh yeah okay <laughs> i was just created with these memories yeah fair fair enough okay back we've segued quite a bit into solipsism yeah let's let's get back into the truth of it so the interestingly we came across the entire internet age factor of it yeah uh, very soon which is fine but 
the entire basis of our democracy especially the, the democracies that are uh, very much in danger right now mm-hmm. and i say that with zero doubt in my head okay with the kind of doubt and lack of conversation there is in uh, in the current culture definitely democracy is in danger um it is interesting to see that the entire problem is that understanding or even telling the truth is not as easy as it was told to us before okay right um there's the three parameters that you that lock you away from uh, the absolute truth once again for everyone at home can you repeat the three factors consistency commonality and consensus okay um basically how often have you seen this mm-hmm. where else have you seen this how many other people say the, see the same thing okay and while these three are are the restricting parameters of how you perceive the truth mm-hmm. there's other things like um assertiveness that plays in right an assertive person will push over what they see more so basically the what you're saying is anyone who's assertive enough can change the narrative however they see fit i mean that's how well, that's how you, of... that's how you get any sort of dictator that's how you get any sort of you know those strongman politicians exactly so in the field of politics at least is is your rhetoric more important than what you actually stand for um is it more important it can be it's definitely. more effective it's very effective yeah i mean trump gets it yeah he does like what it wasn't as uh, was it as rampant as before this kind of uh, without a doubt yeah 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 i mean of course not uh, until the 20th century it's not as well documented but the popular leaders even then have been very well well spoken people charismatic strong yeah, man person personas yeah. like for example everybody in italy threw mussolini away they did yeah yeah right but till then they didn't realize he was an idiot mm-hmm. right he was a very well spoken person and trump to be honest kind of reminds me of mussolini i'm not saying trump is mussolini will you please stop commenting about how don't compare my president to a dictator yeah his hands are the perfect shape exactly yeah the adequate size adequate <laughs> perfect adequately sized how old are we yeah yeah i've got a badge that says adequately sized <laughs> anyway shit you um, missed this podcast sorry aunty <laughs> anyway so when it comes to mussolini mussolini was not good at war strategies at all mm-hmm. because hitler eventually took over his entire war strategy yeah. and the italian army fled his command and they joined the american rebels mm-hmm. well not american rebels like the american forces because they had a lot of relatives from america yeah one yeah. and two because they didn't have any faith in mussolini's um regime regime anymore okay but he was a very well spoken person So do you want to, let's just segue into manipulating truth in politics and religion. Um well when it comes to manipulating the truth through politics uh what what is cons- constantly observed even in today's days is that people don't like to think in gray areas. They like to think in absolutes. Uh an interesting thing to note is that uh, with Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. the ability for people to mine data and target certain like you know thought processes or like creating an echo chamber around someone you know is going to be easily manipulated by you know jingoism or you know fake news mm-hmm. 
so creating an echo chamber has become more and more easy somehow even though you have so much information accessible to you mm-hmm. so how much of your like how much does data mining and you know creating these kind of situations is important to manipulating the truth i would i would look at it as like creating a through pass okay. in football mm-hmm. so given the right positioning of your attacker it could be it could be that the final whistle but it's become so much easier for like uh, countries and politicians and companies to target things at you you know mm-hmm. target a certain way like they want you to think a certain way yeah yeah and they'll create a situation which will make you think a certain way so it's just like a commodity truth is a commodity now truth has always been a commodity yeah. and but different people have had more it's easier to peddle it it's very easy to peddle it but now the thing is there is an active trade war going on over it okay and since like everybody has means of communication that's that's the fuck up that nobody anticipates of course there are people who are bigger players and are very successful at this game mm-hmm. but nobody's like on top as that's the importance of breaking a monopoly i think yeah yeah in anything like in politics in uh, companies and stuff like that mm-hmm. i mean uh, you look at say um again i'm going to go back to the 15th century or 16th century monopoly over the truth is the church mm-hmm. you say what the church says is not true fuck you you're you're dying in the in the fucking street church was the first viral video i'm, I'm sorry church was the first viral video i wouldn't say that i would say the dude who figured out that um worshiping a stone gets the makes the rain happen uh he yeah, went viral yeah he went viral he did it for the cloud <laughs> sorry that was a bad joke that, that was hilarious i'm sorry i have zero apologies for finding that funny yeah yeah fair enough yeah so <coughs> when it comes to manufacturing truth it's been happening forever and religion is one of them let's come back to like india okay now the entire do you know what the caste system is based on not word for word why don't you explain it okay so basically it's dharma mm-hmm. which is what you're obliged to do as an obligation to your uh, as the consequence of your birth yeah. and being in society mm-hmm. there are certain obligations you have to follow and varna is determining what those ab- obligations are okay and the justification for this i am not lying and this is a justification doesn't mean that it's accurate please uh this is horribly casteist yeah is that uh a certain person or a certain group of people came from a certain body part of humans okay for example the brahmins came from the head of the brahma yeah, because brahma is the one who creates Cre- the yeah i've heard this one yeah yeah head of the brahma creates brahmins mm-hmm. hands uh, create uh kshatriya yeah uh something else and the foot create shudra who will do all the menial work yeah now this is very clear bifurcation to lock in the genetic pool to have privilege yeah it is a direct abuse of power when you have the monopoly over truth mm-hmm. and the people who are the hands and the head of the brahma or assigned themselves to be are to blame at least at that time basically using divine justice as an excuse to keep people exactly downtrodden yeah and it bled into everything basically and after that all crimes can be justified if you have a classification system mm mm-hmm. and that's why you see hate crimes against dalits even being like yeah, even today, definitely yeah yeah so monopolies have 
always existed i feel nows when they're being shaken but because they're being challenged so vehemently the conviction of people to defend them have also gotten very strong yeah and i think the the power dynamic itself has changed you know it's more it's not about money anymore it's not about uh, who you support or who you don't support mhm like the the trend keeps changing every year yeah i could see what you mean yeah do you want to elaborate ah uh, i can't elaborate exactly without using a specific example mm-hmm. and i i don't want to use low hanging fruit of politics and religion to explain it but basically whoever's in power at the time has a monopoly of it it's kind of like riding a tiger and once you fall off someone else will take its place so for now you have trump in the office mm-hmm. and after some time after he does lose power people are going to look at it from a historic perspective i mean 5 10 years and be like oh what what he did was wrong and it was these objective factors of the time which led to this perfect storm kind of situation mhm but while all of that is happening something else will be happening that is similar to it maybe not as egregious but there will be a scenario in which people are like a certain party or a certain uh, monopoly a business is using whatever data your data to change your perception of the truth mhm so it's not like it's going to go away in any shape or form fair it it's not cyclic but it's it just keeps evolving to adapt to what's happening mm-hmm. uh i mean i awkwardly want to move on to like the next point it's mm-hmm. kind of connected to what you said okay uh because it's political mm-hmm. it's reeling into what the democracy democratic principle was formed on mm. it was one that if understanding that if you and i are to be autonomous you and i have to be put in power at least representative power yeah which is how democracy came along right and the entire point of democracy is that all of us can come together and agree on a set of rules that we choose not to violate okay right now the harshest critic of this that i came across recently hmm. who accurately did anything about it was karl schmidt okay and uh, we talked about him a little bit before yeah in the beginning um full discretion he was uh, i think he was also featured in episode 61 um he's a full fledged nazi yeah but what he said about democracy is that there is a certain level of in tolerance against intolerance that you can't have there is a certain amount of um disagreement that can't exist in a democracy okay and that like, by itself fails the purpose of a democracy altogether every voice should be heard basically is the bedrock of democracy but yeah. you're kind of silencing opinions which you think would be too divisive and uh, not necessarily th- that are completely against the fabric of a democracy altogether okay um for example our democracy is based on the idea of secularism yeah so technically an argument that says that a certain religion does not belong here that's not democratic that's not democratic that, but that should be it's also not democratic to completely silence that voice is what you're saying i mean in theory yes okay but at the same time uh, principally if that's not a basic understanding you have you should you don't belong here okay right this is the wrong party for you <laughs> but it is also like i mean it's the party in power if you tell someone they don't belong there mm-hmm. it kind of forms like a certain there's certain hypocrisy there that you can't avoid exactly unavoidable hypocrisy mm mm-hmm. mhm but how is there a workaround for that 
work around of uh, like truth being able to be manufactured no work around to uh, having a democracy which isn't flawed inherently not as we are right now at least i don't know of any mm. and i would like to ask uh, open this question to everybody in the audience like if you have uh, an answer let us know please we 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 can't wait to hear from you also dick jokes are greatly appreciated yeah dick jokes are always appreciated dick jokes about democracy and truth oh yeah if you have a dick joke about democracy and truth like hit me up fam free much mhm <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry i have a cough and um what else did i want to talk about yeah also so i was also thinking about this i think i may have mentioned this on the podcast i definitely mentioned this when i'm around my friends for sure which is literally you guys um is that if you expand the horizon of what it means to perceive mm-hmm. like sound taste touch smell uh would you eventually completely get rid of the wall of perception wow that's a heavy one yeah okay i'll break it down like where there'd be a scenario in which you can uh, kind of go beyond your natural senses mhm and that would be human augmentation through ai yeah that's that's where i wanted to get yeah to. so fine if there's human augmentation through ai i think what would happen was there'd be a leveling factor mhm into how everyone perceives things so your perception would still be there but it would be blanketed across everyone so everyone would have kind of the same perception so the perception of the truth and what actually happens there'll be like a complete overlap so your venn diagram is going to end up looking like a circle i think that's what would happen yeah but at the same time does that mean that imagination would die ah oh, man that's a, that's a whole new thing exactly because subjectivity dies that means that like the way we understand artistic performance or artistic the creation, way you perceive something the way i perceive something are different yeah and that's and, where art is formed yeah uh i think that's that's a hurdle that's way far off that's true but it's an interesting question yeah and on that, that note i think we should stop because <laughs> yeah that's my way of saying i don't fucking know <laughs> I mean hey, the, my first F word in this entire podcast I'm quite proud of myself. I'm sorry. That was my first F word in this entire podcast. My first uh, F word is going to be Q the fucking. Ah, uh, okay, right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's all I have for you this week. Um I hope you enjoyed that. I I mean I quite enjoy this topic. I I hope I it wasn't repetitive because I heard my last podcast and it didn't seem to overlap with this of course solipsism is a recurring theme these days on this podcast but i hope to uh, grow out of that probably cover something else um till then i hope this is interesting at least to the people who regularly listen and um good homework time am i right guys <laughs> um well like share subscribe if you think the content is worth it um if you think the content requires a uh, con- content definitely requires support if you think content deserves support we have a patreon where you can support us i mean support me i'm all by myself uh, <laughs> and i had lined up two guests this week to talk about uh, quite a few interesting topics but uh such life is we couldn't uh, arrange getting those guests on the podcast but i will try to get them again is just taking me a while these appointments are very weird to schedule 
um i respect to anybody who's been hustling for more than a year because dude these could be stressful like managing time is not easy um i have so much respect for secretaries now and um well yeah have a nice week see you next time bye